everyone and welcome to the Friday, August 14th installment of the Silicon Insider, the only uncensored look at life and business in the Valley. We're again in my house in Sunnyvale, still quarantined but ready to go. My name is Mike Malone and I've been covering this town longer than anybody. I'm here with my special contributor, Scott Budman, business and tech reporter for NBC Bay Area. Our producer is Jordan Henderson and our host for this podcast is, again, the Silicon Valley Business Journal. All right, let's go. <laughs> big week. Big week, yes. Uh, you said there were two big dramas this week. Yeah, I mean, I think the first one, and this has just popped within the last 24 hours, um, Fortnite, which, you know, we've talked a lot about how much gaming has really become yeah, more mainstream. But Fortnite was already mainstream for years. This has been a monster hit. Yeah. And a monster franchise for a company called Epic. Fortnite largely downloaded uh, on the mobile devices through the app stores. Yeah. Uh, and we know from the app stores, it's a big chunk of Apple's revenue. They take about 30% generally of the in-store app purchases and the money you make. 70% goes to the developer. Right. But 30% stays with Apple. So Fort it's worth hundreds of millions to Apple. This is, yeah, this is, a, this is a huge business for Apple and a huge business being downloaded from the app store right. for these companies like Epic, which owns Fortnite. Epic sort of did an end around and said, if you make your in-app purchases, which are a big chunk of money if you're playing Fortnite, the yes. in-app purchases, you know, this is not just buying seeds in Farmville anymore. We've moved right. up to big, big things. They're saying, we'll give you a discount if you circumvent Apple and go directly to us. Ah. You're buying directly through Fortnite itself. Okay. That's obviously a big violation of the Apple App Store. Apple says, nope, we're going to kick you off. Yes. Google does a similar thing because... Epic does the same end around and says right. you can buy straight through us. Uh, so now Epic fires back at Apple, both with a video. If you haven't seen it, I urge you to hop on Twitter and check it out. It's parodying the 1984 Super Bowl commercial, right? but with Tim Cook and Apple as the object yes. of the, you know, the big brother. Anyway, and so now there's you know, a lawsuit. Even when that commercial came out mm -hmm. after the impact one day. Right. People were saying, this may come back to bite Apple many times in the years to come. And it kind of has, not as much as maybe it should have on occasion. But yeah, when you, when you claim your competitor's big brother and you get bigger than the big brother, right. you're open. You're, you're ready. A you're lot vulnerable. has changed in 36 years yes. for Apple and the tech industry. And it's no longer the woman running down the aisle with the hammer saying, let's smash big yes. brother. Yeah. It's now being... Yeah. You know, virtually smashed. So we've got a, a lawsuit filed. You know, will this actually go to court? Who knows? Both sides saying they're trying to work something out. And I, I hope they do. So um, is this a bluff by Epic just to try to get a better deal? I don't know if it's a bluff by Epic. Remember, they actually went through and said... They went through with it, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if it's a bluff, but I, I think you're right. They're trying to get a better deal. The Forced to the negotiating table. Yeah, the question is, if Epic gets a better deal... Does everybody then get a better deal? Yeah. Does the 30% model... Because you can't do it under the table because that'd be a violation of, right. uh, you know, if, if whatever SEC rulings, yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, the Apple App Store is anything but under the table. It's this giant, right. well-known commodity that in its Well, it's the credit, largest entertainment distributor. Right, to its history. credit, you know, you want to be on the Apple App Store. You right. want to be on the Google Play Store. Um, but... Is, is, you know, and this world hasn't been around all that long. Yes. And so maybe the 30% model is good up to now. Uh, I had someone describe it uh, earlier to me as, say, you know, they're in the entertainment business. They have an agent. 
Yeah. Sure, the agent gets them opportunities, but they don't give the agent 30%. No, no. You know, so yes, the app store gives you a certain amount of, of cachet and, and obviously, you know, visibility, but is it worth 30%? That's I mean, I'm curious what Epic's thinking was, the calculus they made. Did they really think that Apple, you know, the most valuable company essentially on earth, right. would, would cave to this, you know, threat? Did they think that Apple would go, okay, let's talk? And cut a better deal. I mean, and force Apple to change all of their rules. Did Epic think that they can do this on their own and have that level of traffic? Well, Epic is a super, super successful company. Yeah. This is not a startup shaking the tree. It's not even really David and Goliath, although Apple is much bigger than Epic. But this is a company that yeah, on its own is They're constructing their own channels now. I mean, do they know how to do that? I don't know. I mean, if you pull out of the App Store, how many downloads do you get from like the Nintendo Switch yeah. <laughs> or even, you know, an Xbox thing or, or your own website? Maybe they can do this on their own, but nobody has the, and, and this was the subject of the antitrust hearings, nobody right. has the giant gatekeeping power, and that was the word they used, as the Apple App Store. Yes. And there's something to that. Yeah. But, you know, do you feel like history is turning here? I mean, is this that momentous? I mean, there came a moment where did Apple did this before? You know, the 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 walled city, we control everything, you have to buy from us. And you could walk into Fry's, well, there's a name from the past. <laughs> walk into Fry's and you and it was all Apple stuff and a few, you know, uh Windows apps and yeah. then as the years went by the apple section got smaller and smaller and the windows because it was more open exploded and apple fell to 10 percent market share yahoo tried to create a walled city it worked for one era but did it but after a certain point nobody wanted to just go into yahoo and only get their offerings right. they wanted the universe of offerings same with aol so is yes exactly so is is this a period where we have a, a fundamental shift in the market in distribution, and Apple is now on the, is slowly becoming on the wrong side of that change. Maybe, um, and wasn't that, and, and that's very well put, and wasn't that also the question being asked uh, by the lawmakers who kind of understood yes. this? Yes, well, we talked about hearings. vertical integration the other day. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense that one company, whether that company was AOL or that company was Apple, would come up with something this successful, but you're right, at some point, I mean, the word that was used on Capitol Hill was, do we break this up? I don't know yeah. how you do that. But at some point, does it just broaden to the point where it's going to be easier to download these things? Well, remember, Hollywood invented the movie right. theater networks. And then in the 20s and 30s, the government said, okay, this is way too much. You control it all. And now how do we get our movies? We just stream them from a zillion different devices. Right. Maybe that's the way we get apps in the future. Apple has had a tremendous run in a relatively short period of time. Right. I mean, a very lucrative run. That's one of the things we should look for is does this change not just the Epic Apple relationship, but the overall us App Store relationship. Yeah, and, and you could certainly see Apple at some point running into the feds and the feds say, you're going you're gonna to detach the App Store, yeah. give stock, here's... You know, you get all the stock ownership in it, but it's this independent company from this point on. Maybe so. And then that would give the epics of the world, but also the startups of the world, maybe easier access to it. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, drama number two. Oh, by the way, Apple also, 
announced it may be starting to bundle a lot of its uh, uh, apps like TV, music, cloud, and arcade. They're going to start bundling products now. When I hear bundling, that, that you know... That's back from the past. That's back to the past again. I mean... But it's also what you do when it's not firing as well as you'd like to. Yes. Apple TV Plus... But bundling makes people, makes the government yeah. nervous. I mean, isn't that what Microsoft got into trouble for in a big way? Yes. Was bundling products? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, drama number two. Uber and Lyft. We've been talking about EV5 for a while. And as you know, I am... I think it's the stupidest idea ever. As we know, yes. Yeah, and partly because we are moving towards a... We are inevitably moving towards a gig economy. And this quarantine has just accelerated it. We're all becoming, you know, independent workers in our own way. I mean, I mean de facto in terms of our actual workspace and all that. But increasingly... People are finding other ways to make money and everything else. And then the state of California, in its wisdom, in order to basically pay back their union donors, are trying to force everybody into regular jobs with all the bennies and all that. Well, you know, and I've talked to drivers uh, for Uber and Lyft on yeah. both sides. Some who say, yes, we absolutely deserve employment status. We deserve a living wage. We deserve benefits. We deserve health care. Right just like anybody who has a full-time job. On the other hand, there are some who embrace the gig economy for just that. They say, I want to work, and I want to work, and I, you know, sure. I appreciate the ability to do that. And, but there's and, no two-tier thing. You can't say to somebody, well, well, do you want to be hired full-time? Here's going to be the downside. You know, you have to work these set hours. You're not going to have many choices. Or do you want to be an independent operator, and you can set your hours and do that? But there's no two-tiered system now. Not now, no. Not by law. I well, mean, and, and right, and so California is saying the delay that Uber and Lyft were asking for before this takes effect right. is, is no longer. They've said, okay, you guys have to face the music here. And first it was, uh, you know, Uber CEO Derek Khosrowshahi who said, we're going to have to shut down in California yeah. for some time. Lyft saying the same thing, uh, which would be... think they will shut down? I, I don't know. California's I mean, a lot of their business... They started you know. here. Right. This is their headquarters. This is, yes. the, this is where it all starts. And... You know, think about this, Mike. Uh, if Uber and Lyft go away tomorrow. Right. But if they go away in California, this was part of California's right. thing. Like, we yes. started the gig economy. We started these ride-sharing companies, and they're going to go away in California? That's just bizarre. Yeah. Uh, but the market is the market. Um, well, and it's such a weird with, time for this to happen because... You ever land in New York City at JFK? <laughs> and there's the taxi drivers outside the window right. as you're leaving the terminal... And then there's guys inside, just inside the doorway of the terminal, and they're all pirate drivers, and they'll give you a cut deal. I wonder if, if basically all we're doing is driving, driving the drivers into an underground economy. I don't know. Cab companies pay full-time employees. Yes. Um, the difference, it seemed, in the early days between the cab companies and the ride-sharing companies was the app. How convenient it was for us, you and me, the... Right people that were being driven. Um, but the cab companies kind of proved that you can survive as a business, sure. but they didn't have that app that was so convenient. Can't, can't you somehow marry the two where it's convenience, but drivers who are being paid a, a decent wage and getting benefits, is there not that world that can exist? I think there is. But I also think there's room for 
guys who just want to do three hours a day or two hours a day and pick up a little extra cash on the side. True, and that there are clearly plenty of people who want to do that as well. So do you think these companies are going to leave? I, I can't imagine a world without Uber and Lyft now. And again, it hasn't been that long, but yeah, it's but been I mean, so this, established. I this can't... seems like our last drama with Epic, that these guys are they're bluffing or they're pushing all their cards in on the table. And, you know, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting game that's being played. Right. I mean, is there... I hate to think that this is the, the culture that we've come into, but is there not a lawyer that can come up with some end around so that these people can still keep driving? I don't know. And the fewer, I mean, how many people now use Uber and Lyft well, in California? Right, it used to be a ton. Yeah. Now, obviously, less. We've less. seen the well, I've seen these reports. cars go by with plexiglass inside. Yeah. And, no, they're yeah. trying. They're trying, and I appreciate that. And, and the But if it kicks up again, that's going to be a lot of angry voters yes. out there. Yes. So I wonder if Sacramento's taking that into account. We'll see. Two big, big battles going on right now that will change a whole lot. Right. Now, uh, we have a new elect electric vehicle. I know you drive electric vehicles, so you keep, you keep tabs on all this very Our closely. family is very EV-focused, yes. But it's, called, uh, it's from a company called Lucid? Yeah. And the car's called Air? Is Air is their first, yeah, yeah. It's it's their luxury model. It's super, super expensive. Yeah. Think of when you first saw, say, the, I don't know, the, the Tesla Model S or right. even the Fisker. It was, you know, big sedan, I saw luxury. a Fisker the other day. I was astounded. So did I. That's yeah. funny. I saw, maybe yeah. we saw the maybe same saw one. The, maybe there's only one. <laughs> Didn't quite catch on. No. Um, but again, bless them for trying. I'm, I'm a big advocate of... Good-looking car. Whether it's the Leaf or the Volt or a Tesla or whatever, let's, right. let's get out there and save the, the planet. Um, this EV is, is from Lucid, which is a California-based startup. Um, this has gotten good reviews. It hasn't been out right. there yet uh, as far as a luxury sedan to take on, let's say, the Model S. It's yeah. priced, the guess is somewhere between ninety and 150000 so it's going to be one of those for just a small number of people. Right. Um, but they came out and said, we've got a 517-mile range, which is... Well, 500 is a big number. That's huge. Yes, that, that was always considered the threshold. And again, if we learned anything from another electric vehicle company and its CEO that claims a whole lot of things, yeah. can't really believe anything yeah, we'll until see. we see it. Yeah, so will we see a 500-mile range on this new car? Who knows? But to me, that says there is battery technology out there that right. can do this. And because it's all gonna, in the end, it's it's accepted now. We're we, we're we've accepted electric vehicles. Yeah. But it's going to take a still going to take that infrastructure question, better batteries, quicker charging times. Yeah. Those kind of things to make it really into the universal product. That, right. You know, internal combustion engines are. We'll see. Uh, Tesla. Wrong. Lost. Wrong. Electric cars. Tesla. So five to one stock split. Woof. You know, we were talking recently about Apple's uh, four for one, right? Yeah. Following on the heels of their seven for one. I mean, some of these stocks are so hot. And for some a PhD candidate ought to study in sociology, <laughs> yeah. ought to study the psychological effects of stock splits. I think we know the psychological effect. The stocks take off. Yes. When again, like you're about to point out, there's no real value. In no value stock. change. Right, there's no real value change, but there is something psychological, yes. and and maybe it shows because we do know a company wouldn't split its stock if it was feeling less than confident. Right, you know, it's it's not like a company comes out with terrible earnings and then they say, hey, we're going to split our stock. 
it, it's strong. The, the stock is way up. In this case, Tesla is like yeah. 1600 bucks a share, and they're saying, all right, we're going to make it a little easier for the typical investor and employee to get in and buy right. some stock. Yeah, and, and you know we've seen that where stock's $100 a share. Let's say you do a five to one. Okay, now it's $20 a share. Yeah. For that moment, same value, but in the days that follow, you got a lot of people going, well, I didn't want to spend a hundred bucks on this stock, but I'll buy a couple shares of 20 bucks. That's yeah. a meal, right. you know, and then it drives the stock up. The downside is you had this controlled group of wealthy people you could talk to rationally about economics and business and what the strategy for the firm is at the annual meeting. And now you've got five times as many shareholders showing up with one share. All the activists now come in on the game and your your annual meetings are circuses. I, I've been, you've been to more than a few of these sure. where it's just chaos and people are jumping up and you know, well, but it's it's democracy in action. Okay, absolutely. But do you want to be the CEO of that company? <laughs> do you want to be the person standing at the podium when that when the rioters and the protesters right. and the little old lady with the thirty minute question hey, show up? That's the price you pay for getting rich off a public offering. That's right. You are literally giving ownership of the company to it, the public. It is a devil's bargain. Yes, it certainly is. And uh, Tesla is just about to have five times as many shares out on the market, which. For a company like Tesla, which rises and falls not right. only on the basic business, but on the tweets of its CEO, that's, I think, a good move because, by definition, if you have that many more shares on the market, it's less volatility. And this has been a really volatile stock right. uh, that lately has been on fire, so, but it's been well, up and down. Yesterday, they, it was heading, heading right towards an all-time high. So was Amazon. Yeah. And they both stalled. And no one's quite sure why. There's some real questions. I mean, obviously... Hitting a historic milestone is always a challenge, but it's interesting these hot companies shied away at the last moment. Uh, right, but then, you know. Meanwhile, Apple's heading for another market cap milestone. Yeah, um, it's nearly $2 trillion. Yeah. And it, the interesting thing, it took, you know, it went public, what, in 80, I have to look it up, 86 or something, but it took all those years, right? something like 32 years to get to um, $1 trillion. $1 trillion. Two years later, it's knocking on the door of two trillion. Yeah, I mean that's just amazing, and and yet you're seeing some of the the you know in in comparison some of the upstarts like Facebook and Tesla, their market values are just soaring, right. um, as people pour money into what is now the hot commodity, not a hardware. It was always assumed the. I was covering this stuff thirty years ago. It was always assumed that the first trillion dollar market cap company would be a oil company. Right, because we had we had Standard Oil, we had Shell, we had the big boys. No one really thought you could do it with hardware, but now hardware and software, especially software, is so scalable that man, they blew by. That's nine zeros. Oh, I know. Well, and still, <laughs> when Microsoft and Cisco were yeah. topping the market value, they were always in a battle with Exxon, yes. which was still, you know, the energy company that was that was all. Right. And now, you know, you've got Apple and Amazon. And they are retail. At what point did you think retail was going to be well, the big and market? Well, it argues. I also argued back then. We haven't got there yet, but we're about to. See, the world's about to see its first trillionaire. Um, yeah, I mean, gosh, Jeff Bezos uh, would be close. He's what two hundred billion now. Well, but then he, uh, and and this is a weird thing to say, but he, I guess, technically lost market value because of the divorce. So the money yeah. went to, and so. 
and, and she earned that. You but know. she didn't take a lot. She didn't, no, but she, she was also in it. on the founding of Amazon. She deserves right. that money. Oh, no, she does. But together as a couple, they would be almost, I think, a trillion-dollar couple, right? Yeah. So, again, this it sounds like we're getting into their personal lives, which is none of our business, but right. that split slowed us down. Slowed right? us down on trillion. <laughs> that makes any weird sense. Uh, you, yeah. know, you can see the tears all the way from there, can't you? <laughs> right. Breaking up is hard to do. <laughs> uh Another company we never hear from anymore, Applied Materials. I know. Better than expected earnings. They they became the darling of Wall Street the last few days. Well, chip equipment and... Which is interesting because the SEM industry, the semiconductor equipment industry, is just the tail of the dock. Yeah. You know, and it almost suggests that the semiconductor industry, the chip industry, is gearing up for another boom. If... if Applied is doing well. That means that capital equipment for fabs is being purchased in and a big way right now for the next generation, for that 7 nanometer. Right, and don't they level. do well, the applied materials of the world and the KLAs and all those, if yeah. the chip makers are doing well? Yes. And, you know, Intel has grabbed the headlines for its struggles, but if you look a little deeper at the chip makers, yeah. you have, uh, gosh, you have NVIDIA, which is right. kicking butt. You've got AMD, which is... at historic highs, um, Micron, you know, you've got some real strength right. in there as chips become important for phones, mobile, other those mobile are, devices, cars. Sim, those sim equipment makers, though, they're the, they're the last in <laughs> and the first out. I mean, if you want an early warning indicator, don't look at book to bill and chips, look at the semiconductor equipment makers. So if applied is really suddenly beating all of their numbers, uh, there's good times coming. I guess so. It's, it's such a mixed industry, though, because, you know, you've got AMD, but you've got Intel. You've got yeah. NVIDIA, but you've got Micron. But it's always been like that. Right. It's always right. been champagne or tears, right. you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, just a little side note, a little memorial here. Um, mm -hmm. Computer scientist... Uh, oh, by the way, I, I, let me do this first. Uh, Dragoneer had a $600 million... IPO. That's the seventh blank check IPO mm. in 2020 of Bay Area companies. That seems to be the new way to go. You just build a big war chest. Yeah. It, it literally is an admission. We don't know what the next big thing is, but we want to have enough dough that we can, when we identify it, we can dive in fast and right. get in that game. But you know what we're also seeing, and, and I would say it is sort of showing what the next big thing is, we're seeing some of these electric vehicle companies go public. Yeah. Um, without any cars or trucks, but they're going public because it's so hot right now. You look at Tesla and to an extent that, uh, what is it, Nikola, you know, they don't have a truck yet, but they're still high on the stock market. Um, and so you get these, without going into too much detail, the SPACs, right. these companies simply created to take other companies public. Yep. And um, we're seeing different ways to get on the stock exchange now because the stock exchange is the hottest thing going in the world. You know, we've got a sure. global pandemic, we've got a recession, yeah. and yet the stock market the is hot. Everybody wants crazy. to be on the NASDAQ, yeah. Or, or the but would you have thought NYC. after everything this year would be oh, no. a landmark year for IPOs? No, and the question is what happens next year if we're still in this recession? Yeah. Do those IPOs have to pay the piper because, oh, people aren't buying your $75,000 electric truck? Yeah, you can't oh. defy gravity forever. Right. So I get it. Everybody wants in because the fear of missing out on this sure. rally. But yeah, I mean, some of these companies don't even have a 
product that you and I could go buy even if we had right. $75,000. They literally are paper companies. Yeah. When was the last time we saw paper companies being overvalued going public? 1999. What happened right after that? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Okay, now here's what I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, Russell Kirsch. You've probably never heard of him. He, uh, he died this week of uh, Alzheimer's disease, 91 years old. The reason why he's important, he invented the pixel. I didn't know until I was reading about him that anyone invented yeah. the pixel. And he created, it just sort of happened. And in the process, he created the first digital photograph. Makes sense. Now, literally, we are seeing a pioneer. He was born in 1929. And in his lifetime, he invents a product. And now it is being used in the hundreds of billions. How many photographs are being taken every year now? How many pixels <laughs> exist at any given time on Earth? Right. I mean, in terms, of, we better remember this guy's name because he is one of the most influential inventors that ever lived in his own way. So, you know, here's to you, Mr. Kirch. Well done. The inventor of the pixel. That's awesome. Yeah. Him. Okay. And um, you had one. You had one final kicker story. Yeah, this was, you know, we talk about how there's such a strength in the economy, and this hits retail as well. Even in recessionary times, venture yeah. capitalists are, you know, they're they're usually cautious, and they have been cautious. Right. I mean, we've seen some money going into some of the hot things, like we mentioned. But they're movies. discovering something new, too, which is you can make investments in startup teams without having one-on-one -on -one meetings around a table. Yes, that's which true. Which is a breakthrough too, which may actually spell trouble for the Valley because part of the Valley's strength was always this proximity to Sand Hill Road. Oh goodness, right. But if you got a startup in Wichita now, you're gonna do a Zoom call just like the people in Mountain View, the team in Mountain View is. Right, you don't have to make that trek out here necessarily. Right. And it's true, um, although the, the latest big funding round comes from just up the street, Yes. Impossible Foods, they are one of two companies that are getting a lot of attention when it comes to fake meat. If there's, fake meat, yeah. Is there a better term for that? I don't know. Um, they just got 200 million bucks? Yeah, so Impossible. Now, they've had money. They've got sure. more than, I think, one and a half billion in funding. Impossible Foods, you see the Impossible Burger in many sure. uh, fast food joints and grocery stores. They're big competitors with, um, you know, Beyond Meat. Right. Beyond is a public company. They went first. Their stock is super hot. Right. Um, and yet their product is still pretty small. They're rolling out in various places. You know, we have this image of people going back to the basics, you know, I just want, want a steak, you know, I'm stuck in my house. <laughs> right. But I think people are starting to look down now and realizing I don't get enough exercise. I'm not real healthy sitting in this box for four months. Maybe I ought to eat a little better. Yeah, and, and the, the question is, is this a Bay Area thing, for example? You can't drive anywhere in the Bay Area without seeing dozens, I mean dozens of electric vehicles. Sure. Be they Teslas or Leafs right. or Bolts, whatever. And just go over to the San Joaquin Valley and, and notice that you They're don't see there. a lot of electric cars. Exactly. And, and I wonder if given our preponderance for right. vegetarianism, veganism, you know, we're sort of famous for that. Right. Um, but I must say, before the pandemic, uh, and it was not long before the pandemic, just a few months earlier, we had taken a family vacation to Canada. Yeah. Uh, the fake meats are all over Canada. And again, I don't know Canada that well. A big fan of it. It was lovely yeah. vacation. It's been a couple of weeks. But um, Tim Hortons, which is, you know, sort of their Starbucks, yeah. has Beyond Burgers. And if you'd see a, 
I think it was a Carl's Jr. or McDonald's, whatever it was, they would advertise, hey, we've got burgers that are fake meat. Wow. Up here in... When you have Calgary. You have exactly. Up here and let's do some hunting and give you yeah. a real meat steak. Um, and so that's just anecdotally. Right. But it's not just the Bay Area. And that's what I noticed was, whoa, look at that. You've got... Interesting. Yeah, it was sort of like seeing a, an electric car somewhere else. Well, if I'd been able to go to the family reunion, I could have reported what it looks like in Eden, Oklahoma. I well, mean, that would be interesting yeah. to see if they're beyond meeting it up there. The cattlemen's in Oklahoma City and all that. Um, but look, it's hot. Well, it's better for the environment. Sure. And it's getting hundreds of millions of dollars in funding. So there you go. In there a recession. Go. Okay. Well, uh, we're out of time. Uh, that's it for now, folks. Uh, you can find us in the Silicon Valley Business Journal homepage as well as on Spotify. And thanks to Jordan. Now also on Anchor and Google Podcast. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.